welcome to the Building Bridges Podcast, a platform for bettering LDS interfaith relationships. I'm your host, Taylor Niebergall. When it comes to the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, having a faith crisis can sometimes create a rift in relationships between those who leave and those who stay. The goal of this podcast is to equip listeners on either side of that rift with the tools that they need to start building bridges, crossing chasms, and ultimately, healing relationships through mutual respect and understanding. Each episode will feature bold perspectives as we explore topics that can create these rifts, validate the struggles that they pose, and discuss tools you can use to literally bridge the gap. Let's get to building. Emily, everybody is in for a treat. Why don't you tell the wonderful, lovely audience a little background about what they're about to hear from your fireside? Yeah. So my awesome Relief Society president contacted me after I had posted something on, on Facebook. I was going through a point where I was recording songs and putting them on Facebook as a bit of a context for my faith journey and just kind of putting myself out there a little bit like, hey, these are hard things that I've done and that I've gone through. And it's not just that I... I'm trying to be rebellious or that I just want to drink coffee or that I want to walk around in a tank top, you know, things like that. Like this is, these are the deep sorrows of my soul. (laughs) Like see me. (laughs) That's kind of what those videos were calling for. Like, please just see me, you know, and she saw me, she saw me and she messaged me shortly following one of those, those videos that I put out there. And just saying like, hey, Emily, like, would you be willing to speak in a fireside about a little bit about your experiences and concerning like my, my shift in faith? And I'm like, are you, are you serious? Like, that's fantastic. And so they put together this fireside highlighting some people that may feel a little bit marginalized within the church or like they're kind of sitting on the back pew in a sense, maybe their story isn't quite recognized or like they feel like an outcast in some way. There was one lady who is a a single adult. She's about 30, I want to say 35. I'm not sure exactly what her age is. And she's been single her whole life. She's never been married. and, And you can imagine some of the struggles that she has had being in a church where there's such a big emphasis on marriage and children and and posterity and so 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 she was one and then there was another guy who who talked about his experience where he left the church for a good amount of his life and then came back and just presenting his story and then and then there was me where I was the the non-believing active member (laughs) and and so, yeah, it was a great fireside. I took a lot more time than I was supposed to. <laughs> like a lot. <laughs> I was supposed to speak for like seven minutes and I ended up speaking for 20. <laughs> but anyway, so that's a little bit of the background of how the fireside came to be. And that is what we're about to hear, but we're only hearing the portion from Emily. Correct. Yeah. And the audio is not the best. I mean, it was recorded by my husband sitting in the pew. (laughs) I do apologize for the sound quality, but hopefully you can bear through it. You know, there's some, I think, I think valuable things. Of course, I'm biased because I said them. (laughs) 
Well, I think they're valuable too. So everyone sit back and enjoy. It's so refreshing to have moments like this and to just truly see someone for who they are. And I am so thankful to Aaron and everybody um, who has put effort into this, this fireside and given us this opportunity to just take a moment to see each other. And I know that not all of us are behind this mic today, but I hope to find opportunities to see each of you as well a little bit deeper at some future point. Um, <clears throat> my context for this, for my section of this fireside is um, building, seeing others deeply and being deeply seen and building bridges between believers and those who question the church or those who leave the church. And um, I'll get a little bit more of a background um, for that in a little bit, but just as, as an, an introduction, I think it's really important to recognize that in order to see deeply and in order to be deeply seen, it requires an exchange of vulnerability and on both sides, right? And it requires humility, it requires curiosity um, to understand the other person's perspective. It requires empathy and most of all, it requires charity. <clears throat> Since the beginning of human existence and throughout um, life as, as we know it, we see embedded in the nature of us and other species the tendency to arrange ourselves into groups. Us and them, right? Us, this is my safe group. This is the group that doesn't cause me fear or anxiety. The group that I am like and that likes me. And them, the group that is dangerous to me. The group that is going to cause me harm. And that's in our nature. That is in our blood, in our mortal minds, in our, um, as the scriptures would say, um, the, what's the phrase? The natural man, yes, thank you. <laughs> it's the natural man, right? Um, so the, the things that, that fuel arranging ourselves into us and into them would be finding safety or creating a sense of safety, right? Fear and pride. Pride you see all the time, especially through you know the existence of humans and wars and contention and rumors of wars, right? <clears throat> but through the ministry of Jesus, we are shown a higher law that he presents. We are shown a law that supersedes that natural tendency to keep ourselves safe, to, to, um, to react in fear, uh, to react in a prideful way. That teaching um, is embedded in the core doctrine of this church. It is the teaching of chastity. Charity. Not charity, charity. Yes, all the chastity is good. But charity. <laughs> Thanks, Spencer. <laughs> Keep me on my toes. <laughs> uh, 
charity. Um, and, it, and that goes along with every other organized religion that seeks goodness and purity and, and wholeness and empathy, right? That is the thing that keeps us connected, that keeps us going, that keeps us bound together as one, is charity. <clears throat> charity, as defined in the Gospel Topics, published by the Church, um, says charity is the pure love of Christ. It is the love that Christ has for the children of men and that the children of men should have for one another. It is the highest, noblest, and strongest kind of love and the most joyous, the most joyous to the soul. I, I am a seventh generation member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. My Mormon roots go back to the establishment of the church. It is in my blood. It is in my DNA. It is part of who I am. <clears throat> my family is strong in the gospel. My parents serve faithfully and diligently in every calling that comes their way. I grew in faith and testimony steadily through my life. Trusting in my feelings and in the spirit which gives me comfort, that gave me confirmation that I was on the right path. I religiously studied my scriptures and prayed daily. I served a mission without hesitation or reservation when the age was dropped at 19. I was married to my sweetheart in the temple in 2016 where I promised him that I would be faithful to him and to the Lord for time and in all eternity. And then, through a series of events, after returning home from a mission in 2014, I began to find more and more and more questions about my religion and my faith. I saw answers to my questions through scriptures, prayer, and conference talks for years, just as I had been instructed to do. <clears throat> and for a few years, those answers not only satisfied me, but they felt true and whole and good and perfect. And then as time passed, I began to become more aware of perspectives that I was previously unexposed to. I began to see pain that I was previously blinded to. The questions surrounding my spirituality became heavier and more crucial and more desperate. As I was overwhelmed with the suffering that had been caused to so many people because of my faith and my religion. <clears throat> that conflict was the catalyst for further explanation and examination of the things that I believed. And through a year filled with grief and anxiety and depression and guilt and shame and anger and obsessively learning everything I could about church history and doctrine and my faith and everything, every building block that was involved in that. I slowly deconstructed my belief system as I examined each piece and realized there were even more things that I needed to re-examine. This process created a downward, a downward spiral that led to the darkest and the most painful period of my life. I was grieving the loss of hope the loss of faith, the loss of simplicity in my previous faith paradigm. 
And I was grieving the loss of trust that I was feeling in myself and in God and in my church leaders. But also as I navigated that space, I began to feel myself expand as a spiritual being. I began to feel more integrated than I ever had previously. I began to cope better with my mental health challenges. I began to find a deeper respect for myself and an increased confidence to take control of my own life. I began to find beauty in the questions unanswered about God and life and death and the spiritual pull that I feel that I once labeled as the Holy Ghost. Through that process, Spencer and I also had to start figuring out how to make that work. How to move forward in a mixed faith marriage. Because if we couldn't develop, develop equal support and respect between the two of us, then our marriage was also going to be in jeopardy. <clears throat> A healthy marriage, just like every other healthy relationship that we build in our life. Can be compared to a bridge. That bridge, if maintained well, will provide the path for open communication, connection, understanding, and empathy, and charity. The pure love of Christ, the highest, noblest, and strongest kind of love, and the most joyous to the soul. But in order to have a functioning bridge, any barriers must be demolished. Those barriers that prevent our bridge from connecting us with someone may come in a variety of shapes and sizes, but they are generally fueled by one of three things. Fear, pride, or feeling, or creating a, a feeling of safety and security. The natural man, right? The same motivators that created in us and them since the beginning of time. We are well aware that there is a broken bridge between active believing members and those who have questioned or criticized or who have left the church. And in order to correct that problem, we have to become aware of the things that are creating the problem from both sides. Because as an active believing member for 26 years, and as a member who is questioned and criticized and not left, <laughs> let, me, let me clarify, I'm still here, you all know I'm still here, um, but who has experienced a shift in faith for about a year, I've seen both sides, and I've been on both sides of that bridge. So I'd like to examine some of those barriers, and I'm sorry, Erin, I know I told you that I was only gonna be five minutes, and I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, in order to, um, yeah, in order to, in order to, what am I saying? In order to understand those barriers, we need to examine them, we need to recognize them. And again, that's take, that takes vulnerability, and that takes courage, and that takes empathy. 
Um, but I'd like you to, just for a minute, place yourself in the shoes of a family member or a friend or a coworker who has decided to distance themselves from the church. Place yourself in their shoes as I um, talk about the reasons why they may have barriers to communication with you as a believing member. <clears throat> you, as a non-believer, I don't like that term, but I don't have a better term. You, as a non-believer, <clears throat> you may create emotional or physical distance between yourself and an active believing member because you feel threatened. You feel that you are not safe. You, as a non-believer, may avoid conversations about spirituality or religion with an active believing member because you feel unsafe. You, as a non-believer, may assume the reasons why a believer chooses to believe without asking that person their reasons why. You, as a non-believer, out of fear, may avoid conversations about spirituality or religion because of a fear that you will be judged, undermined, misunderstood, or labeled as deceived. Also, under fear, you as a non-believer may engage in conversations with an active believing member about spirituality or religion for the intent to persuade them to think the way that you believe or believe in, to think the way you think or believe in the way you believe. Out of pride, you as a non-believer may assume there is nothing to learn from someone who chooses to stay in belief. Also, out of pride, you as a non-believer may assume that you are completely in the right and someone who chooses to stay and believe is completely in the wrong and is being brainwashed. Now, I know that's he it's heavy stuff, it's heavy stuff. Um, let's switch for just a minute and we're going to look at the other side of the bridge because in order, again, to break down, communicate, break down those barriers to communication, you have to look at both sides. And I know this is the hard one for a lot of us in this room, but think about yourself in that situation with your loved one and just examine yourself and embrace whatever feelings are coming up because it's okay. You, as a believer, may create emotional or physical distance between yourself and someone who has experienced a shift in faith because you feel threatened or you feel unsafe. Now notice the similarities, right? You, as a believer, may avoid conversations about spirituality or religion with someone who has experienced a shift in faith. Again, for safety. <clears throat> you, as a believer, may assume the reasons why someone has left the church or has had serious doubts about teachings of the church without asking that person their reason why. Out of fear, you may avoid conversations about spirituality or religion because of a fear that this person may try to persuade you to think the way that they think or believe the way that they believe. Out of fear, you may engage in conversations with the person about spiritual, spirituality or religion for the intent to persuade them to think the way that you think or believe the way that you believe. Out of pride, you may assume there is nothing to learn from someone who has experienced a shift in faith. 
or you may assume that you are completely in the right and someone who has experienced a shift in faith is completely in the wrong and is being deceived. So again, notice the similarities between the two. It's the exact same thing. It's the exact same thing. And that's the irony that, is, that it is with that bridge. We're both scared of the same stuff. We both have pride. We all, we all deal with these same, same things, these natural reactions to the circumstance where we feel threatened, we are scared, we feel like, you know, like, uh, and we have prideful feelings coming out of those three things. I am learning. You can ask my parents. You can, I am learning how to cope with those tendencies. Um, and I've made my fair share of mistakes in that regard. But I hope, I hope that we, that, that we all can find the space in ourselves to give space to other people in that regard as well. The antidote, the wrecking ball for those walls that are up is charity. And what does it look like? What does it look like to let charity lead, lead those actions? Engage, engage. Allow yourself to engage and to be curious about the other person's life experiences. What experiences have confirmed for them that they are walking in the best direction for them in their life? Listen, do more listening. Do more listening and ask more questions. Anyone here who has served a mission will know the phrase inspired questions, right? Inspired questions, ask inspired questions. Empathize, focus on how they're feeling. You don't need to focus so much about the circumstances. Yes, it's nice, it's nice to know the reasons why someone chooses to believe in a certain way, but it is their feelings that are the most important in this circumstance. It is every experience and belief is going to be accompanied by a variety of emotional reactions, and it is most Christ-like, it is the most important, it is the most charitable to make sure that someone feels heard and understood. Heard and understood above all else. I. I'm grateful to each of you for sharing this moment with me. And because this is all so fresh, it's, it's hard. It's a hard moment. It's a hard thing to have, and I appreciate all of you in this, in this group who have supported me, whether you realize it or And I'd just like to leave these things with you with love and hope for more empathy and more understanding and more love in our interactions. Amen. Hey guys, I hope you enjoyed that bonus episode with Emily. I am just excited to be getting back into podcasting. It's been a long time. I am rusty. I'm re-recording my message at the end here because I wasn't loud enough, but second time is the, okay, what? Second time is the try. What am I trying to say with that? 
third time's the win. I don't even know. <laughs> Mom brain is with me. It's fine. I hope you guys enjoyed that episode. Sorry. Anyway, I am really looking forward to getting back into this. So I just want to briefly share with you that I am going to be bringing you more episodes soon. I'm thinking about getting a wonderful listener that could volunteer to help man some social media. That would be cool because I'm not super into that sort of thing, but if anybody out there is interested, hit me up. You can always send an email at bridges.taylor at gmail.com and check out our handles in the outro as well for the Facebook social. You can send me a message on that as well. Uh, anyway, I want to break down our tidbits and takeaways. I love, I love what Emily said. I feel like it kind of resonates with the new year because I made a resolution to try and ask people to explain themselves when I disagree with them, instead of dismiss them, I want to ask them to explain more. It's correlating with deeply hearing and understanding somebody and letting others be deeply seen instead of trying to make yourself deeply seen. We often focus on me and ourselves as the individual, but I think the whole point of this episode was to focus outwardly and instead of trying to make a goal to be seen, let's make a goal to see deeply others. To see others more deeply. Again, words are hard for me today. It's fine. Words are hard for me every day. It's fine. But I just love the message here to try and really deeply see somebody else. It takes the focus away from you. And Emily mentioned that when you do try to focus in on understanding somebody, that's letting charity lead you and one tidbit and takeaway that I had was the way I heard I heard that was like let charity lead reminded me of what President Nelson once said to let God prevail because I believe that God is love and that they are interchangeable therefore let charity lead is basically interchangeable with let God prevail meaning you can't over listen to you can't over understand or oversee somebody that's being as Christ-like as you can. So I think that is a win. Anyway, I really appreciate you listeners. Thank you for being out there and for continuing to attempt to build bridges. I really appreciate your efforts in making the world a better place, a more open-minded, open-hearted place. I appreciate you listeners. Thanks for hanging in there with me, even though I'm crazy and I'm absent and I'm very illiterate with my words today. Thankfully, you didn't have to listen to me talk that much. Thanks, Emily, for this bonus episode. Anyway, we're going to be coming back at you soon with with more great content. And um, keep building bridges. Y'all rock. Bye. Thank you for listening. Building Bridges is brought to you by me, Taylor Niebergall, and the hardworking volunteers who co-host with me. The music was written and recorded by Bethany Sorensen. If you liked what you've heard, consider submitting a review or sharing it with others. To submit ideas, you can contact me at buildingbridges.taylor at gmail.com or check out our Facebook page, Building Bridges Podcast.